Hello, this is James Ippolitti, host of Out of Silence. I wanted to jump in just to let you know that you may hear that it is the Songsmith Podcast or Creativity Gurus Podcast. Season one of both of those have been combined to the name Out of Silence, and that will be the name moving forward for any interviews that I have about creativity. So don't be confused. Songsmith Podcast and the Creativity Gurus is now under one brand, Out of Silence. Peace. Have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. I'm so serious. Super easy. Let me explain. First, it's free. There are creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. Mostly, I'd use the computer, but I just did the phone, and it was super easy. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And doing that yourself is a pain in the butt, so so happy they do it for me. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need, all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get creative. Welcome, Hepcats. On today's edition of Creativity Gurus, I'm going to talk about one year on TikTok, what I've learned, what I'm going to do with TikTok moving forward, best practices, all the good stuff you want to know about sharing your craft on that social media. So, without any further ado, let's get started. All right, I can't believe it's been a year, but it has. It's been a year since I began using the social media app called TikTok. Now, I just I started using it because Gary Vaynerchuk really talked a lot about how the growth possibility on TikTok was just so perfect for somebody who wants to build a following quickly compared to how Instagram has become. Um, And, uh, you know, I was using Instagram and I'm not even at a thousand followers. But on TikTok, uh, my account that I started about it started a year ago. Uh, I'm at 64,000, almost 65,000 followers. And I have since started a new TikTok account. So let's go back to the beginning. When I first started TikTok, I was pretty much just talking about songwriting. And it was hard in the beginning to build this following. It felt like I remember having like eight followers and it felt like it was never going anywhere. And I was trying everything. Um, So what I I would do is talk about songwriting. I remember uh, September 11th, which will be coming up very soon, I had said, hey, if you have a memory about September 11th, maybe you could try to write something about that feeling, that memory. If you weren't around, talk to somebody who was around and see if you can uh, write something based off of that This kind of became, what I started doing was called a songwriting challenge. And I was doing that, and I wasn't getting any responses. Like, I was doing these challenges and nobody cared. And 
then I decided, um, actually it was October is when I kind of decided, Hey, why don't we do Inktober? Now I wasn't intending to have a, a TikTok for artists. I just thought it'd be fun. So I was doing Inktober, which if you don't know, that's where you do an ink drawing based off a word every day for 31 days. And I did successfully do that, and I post it. Um, and I, I want to make this clear that it, for this year, I pretty much post it every single day. There were some days I didn't, but majority of the time I posted on TikTok for a year, almost every single day, and trying to post at least three or four times, if not more, a day. And a lot of people, when I tell them, they're like, well, how, how often should I post? I tell them, you should probably post three to four times a day. They lose their mind. If you are trying to promote yourself and grow a fan base, no matter what you're doing, you have to put in the work. And I, I'm sorry, there's no other way around that. You know, you're not going to be able to be found if you post like three times a week. It's just not going to happen. You're going to get lost. There are millions and millions and millions of, and you only have like a split second to get somebody's attention. So if you're posting barely at all, you're not going to be found and you're wasting your time. So I was doing Inktober and that was fun. And it sort of created a following of people who were fine artists. And this is, this is the thing. In the beginning, I was doing, I was basically throwing out a line, like fishing, uh, trying to catch whatever I could. I, I didn't have a clear vision. Um, and so I started with songwriting. I got into doing the inking, which brought over people who drew. And then I did a contest to get to 300 followers. And it was giving away a Funko Pop Rainbow Bigfoot. Um, and so what I said is, like, when I reach 300, I will give away the, the thing. Now, this worked absolutely well, really well. I think I got to 1,000 at least. However, I'm going to talk about the problems with this. I began doing giveaways because it built my following really well. But it was just people who wanted to win something. They didn't give a crap what I was talking about, what I was about. They just wanted to put their name in the hat, hope I picked it, and then they either forgot about me or after the contest ended, they stopped following me. I did several contests giving away Funko Pops. And don't get me wrong, this is I thought it was a good idea because I love giveaways. I love do them, doing them, and, and people get happy when they win. Um, I hate the shipping part when I have to ship something to somebody. There's a lot of things where you want to be like, you got to be over 18. Like there was just a lot of crap involved with it that I regret now um, starting that trend, but I stopped it. Like I was like enough of this because what it was doing was it was getting me the numbers, but not the quality people I wanted to build a fan base or following or whatever you want to call it. Plus, I, I really didn't know what I was building a fan base for. Um, at some point, I made it 
conscious decision to just focus on creativity and just talking about creativity. However, it became a lot more about art because there was a movement on TikTok that was the 10,000 artists movement. It was the 10K artist. And it was like basically some person put up a, a, a video saying, if we all liked each other's stuff, we'd all be able to get to the 10,000 mark and then we'd all be able to support each other. And basically when you hit, well, let's back up. If you hit 1,000, you can go live. If you hit 10,000 followers, you can get into the uh, creator fund, TikTok creator fund, where you can make money on your views. So that's the point of this 10K artist. It was like, if everybody follows everybody, we all hit the 10,000 mark and we all can make money on TikTok. Now, I... um kind of got there and not by the songwriting and not by the giveaways and not by the artist. It was that I basically did some silly video that uh, was supposed to be like a, like I was joking around, but no one thought it was. I said, Oh my God, there's a body in the neighborhood. And it was partially eaten, eaten, and everybody's like, what happened? What happened? And so this was around Christmas 2020, and I started to play along. I'm like, all right, people are buying into this. So I started a whole horror ARG, which it's an alternate reality game type thing. And a lot of people weren't sure if I was playing around or if I was serious about a zombie. Everybody, it was 2020, everybody was freaking out that now there's going to be zombies and I just played along and made up a whole story. It became very popular. Um, and I was getting thousands of followers a day. So it was building up and it was building up. And then the story ended. And I'm like, okay, well, a lot of these followers now are following me for these stories. Some people were following me because of the art. Some people were following me because of songwriting some people are following me because of giveaways. All right, so that's where I am pretty much at the beginning of 2021. So I decide I'm going to start a new story and see how that goes. Well, that story didn't get any traction. And it, I just said, forget this. Uh, it's, it's not doing anything on wasting time. So I went back to the creativity uh, and focusing on creativity. I was trying to do the creativity through the story, and, and that wasn't happening. So I went back to just talking and being inspirational and talking and motivational, like, hey, what are you doing? How do you create? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm getting up to this like 64,000 mark. Now, let's go back to the 10,000. If you're at 10,000, when I was writing the horror zombie story and posting videos every day about this horror story I was living, I was actually doing really well with the Creator Fund. I probably made close to $300 just with my views on that story. But then once the story ended, I was making, and, and I still am making maybe a penny a day. So it's, it's crap. Like, you really have to be getting hundreds of thousands of views to make any money 
and that's hundreds of thousands of you per post, you know, like that's how you got to do it. So I wasn't making any money with the creator fund, even though I had 60 some thousand people. Um, and honestly, my biggest problem that I realized was that I had no idea who my audience was. I had no clue. Um, I didn't know who I was creating content for. And this is the key. This is the one thing I want to get across. And this is no matter what social media that you are trying to build this fan base or following, whatever you want to call it, you have to know your audience. Who are the people you are creating content for? So I decided to create a brand new TikTok And this one's only been around, maybe I've been doing it a few weeks, and I know my audience. I am talking to musicians and songwriters only. And it TikTok account, well, my original TikTok account is at James Ippolitti. The new one is called at Songwriting with James. And I might change that because I have the podcast, uh, the Songsmith podcast, which is my sister or brother podcast. I don't know how you do that. But anyway, I got the Creativity Guru podcast and I also have the Songsmith podcast, which is exclusively songwriters that I'm interviewing, musicians that I'm interviewing. That's what Songsmith podcast. So I don't know if I'll change that. Like when I can, should I change it to songwriting from songwriting at James to the Songsmith? Anyway, that one I have a clear understanding who my audience is and I'm creating content. It just, it's much easier to create content for a specific audience. All right. So now that we know what audience we're, we're creating content for, what did I learn about what content actually works? So with the exception of what they call thirst traps, which is just very sexy people doing sexy things in front of the camera, Things that really work is providing relevant information for free to your audience. So it has to either be uh, educational, entertaining, or inspirational, right? Those are the three things that you want to look for in a post. The other thing I really, really would say is you really have to, one, put a lot of quality not not quality, a lot of content out. The content has to be short. That is the key. Like I try never to go past 15 seconds unless the video requires it. You only have, a lot of people say you have three seconds. I would say you have one second, sometimes even a fraction of a second to capture the attention of the person on TikTok because they're scrolling through. And if you don't catch them, in that first second, they scroll. And you'll know, you'll see a lot of people saying, don't scroll, don't scroll. I mean, that's not a good strategy. Have something that catches the viewer's attention within the first second. And it usually has to be something that is going to benefit them. If I sit there and say, Hey, here's my new song. I hope you listen to it. That, who cares? Every musician's on there saying that. And so it's better to be like, hey, here is what I, uh, you know, here is a trick for you that I have learned 
while I wrote my song, right? Something that you're telling them that's going to help them or make them laugh or inspire them, right? It has to be something for your viewer. And, you know, obviously a thirst trap, the, the thing is arousal, right? So that is giving them something for their view, but we're not talking about those, right? Um, we're trying to say, how do I create content on TikTok and build a, a following, a fan base, my, more followers, lots of followers? Now, I am almost at a thousand, which is happening so much faster now than it did with my first account. My first account, my, my TikTok posts were too long. They were, you know, I was in that sort of YouTube mindset where you want to tell a story. And with TikTok, you really have to have something to say and you have to like get in and get out. And the way the algorithm works is if I post a video and people comment on it and TikTok will say, okay, here is something that is making the viewer engaged. So, I always am trying to create a short post that creates engagement. If the post creates engagement, the algorithm is then going to send it out to more people. And if those people engage, it's going to keep going and keep going and keep going. It wants people to watch these videos and engage with them to keep them on the platform, right? So a good strategy, if it's short, is to have some question you're asking, right? Or giving them something that they're going to want to ask questions about in the comments. So you'll see a lot of things where people might say something controversial on purpose because then people start commenting below saying, no, that's wrong. You know, you could say something. I mean, I don't mean people do do it where it's like really political or religious and it's controversial and people go arguing. I'm not looking for that type of attention, but you could be silly and make something like the Star Wars prequels are the worst thing ever. And then, of course, all your Star Wars fans are going to come on and battle it out in the comments. And that's going to create more engagement and that's going to get your post to, to more people. But that doesn't guarantee followers, right? So how do you get the followers? Well, you want to ask them, but they really have to say the person who is going to click on follow is saying, here is a video that I'm engaged with and I want to hear more from this person because they are providing relevant information for free to me. So that is kind of, if you let's say, this is why a lot of artists, like the ones who are teaching art, teaching music, teaching writing, anything like that, are going to get more engagement and followers because the follower is going to, one, see this and say, here's something I want to learn. Two, they're going to say, can you also teach me this? And they're going to keep coming back and they're going to like your content and they're going to engage with that content and they're going to want to see more of that content. So that's why they're going to follow you. So my strategy on my at songwriting with James TikTok is to provide content about being a songwriter, being a musician, content about the music business, and things like uh, the, the video that is currently up that's doing really well is about copyright. And that is creating a lot of engagement and increasing my following because people are saying, okay, this guy is giving me information I didn't know, and I want to hear more from him. 
because he just gave me something I didn't know. Now, there are accounts. Let's call them the shredder accounts. These are people who are so good at their instrument that they're shredding, they're playing a piano, they're doing stuff that just amazes the audience. And of course, people will follow them. They want to see more by that person. Um, This is the same when it comes to fine artists, those ones who are doing like time-lapse video of amazing artwork. So those accounts, if you have some really, really amazing skill, you might want to just focus on sharing that skill over and over again. And people will engage because they'll say, oh my God, that's awesome. Hey, do you know how to play this? Or have you ever drawn this? Those type of things. So That is really good. Another really good idea is if you're somebody who wants to be an actor, if you're funny, doing comedy sketches, creating characters, this is something I see that goes really well. So that's a good option. And I'm not saying if you're a musician, you shouldn't be putting your music up. You should. But it isn't you know you just begging for people to listen to your song nobody's going to do that you have to you have to so i'm reading this book called get more fans by jason not jason jesse cannon and in the book he says that uh, fans will basically support the musical artist that they have the closest connection to and you sitting there saying here's my song Please go, please save it on Spotify. It's not building, it's not building connection. You have to be a little bit more open and sharing with your audience so they feel there's some connection between you and them, and then they want to hear your stuff. You have to build the relationship first. You can't just come out, and this is at all art, right? You have to build a relationship with that audience. So they really feel like, I want to support this person. I want my money to go to this person. I want to be in that tribe, which is another good book, Tribes, if you haven't read it. So here's my takeaways from one year at TikTok. One, TikTok is a great way to build a following on social media. Two, you need to be short with these videos. Now, TikTok recently gave us three minutes, but nobody's going to watch three minutes on TikTok, so I don't know why they did that. But you need to be quick and short. Like if you're starting out, maybe after, after you build a, a strong following of people that you really feel like are watching your stuff, then maybe you can expand that. But in the beginning, you want to have a lot of content that is quick, like seven seconds to 15 seconds really quick stuff that hooks the viewer and gives them something. Three, you have to do it a lot, meaning you have to do this three to four times a day to get any kind of traction. Four, you're not going to get any money with the creator fund unless you're, you know, whatever, D'Amelio, who has a new show on Hulu or something like that. And this is also from the Get More Fans, and I think it applies really well on TikTok. If you're doing TikTok to to get somewhere in your career, you have to be so good with your content, and you have to be consistent and always in front of everybody until the point where you cannot be ignored. So um, Francis Forever has a song called Space Girl that really took off. 
And I remember when it was just beginning, I was watching it and seeing this. I'm like, this is going to be big. And the song got really big on, on TikTok. Um, and recently, um, Zoe Deschanel, I think that's how you say her last name, you know, um, the girl, what's it, what's that show? Oh, whatever. The new girl. Um, she was doing it because it sounds like her voice and she's like, this is not my voice, I promise. But she did the space girl dance on TikTok. I mean, it really blew up. Francis Forever got like signed to some label and you can, but you know, the song got so big that it couldn't be ignored. And so that's something. Now, that being said, you have to have a catalog of stuff because once you get there, we want more of it. And if you don't have more of it, if you can't provide, then you're kind of that flash in the pan, that overnight viral sensation, and then boom, you're back to where you were. Like fans aren't going to like be around if you have nothing else to give them. You know, everybody, another great example of this, which I don't even understand, but there was a viral video of a guy on a skateboard drinking cranberry juice or something like that. And it got like, so many followers and he was he was skating to the Fleetwood Mac song and he got millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of followers and he got like the the company that does the cranberry juice gave him like a truckload of free cranberry juice um it was basically free advertising for them and I remember like just being stupid I followed the guy I'm like then I thought about I'm like why am I following him his what content does he provide for me that I want to watch and, you know, he tried to turn it into something. I don't know if he ever did, but I unfollowed it because I'm like, I don't, just because somebody did something and it became, everybody liked it and everybody imitated it. I think I even imitated it, but I fell off the skateboard. It was, it was a joke. There are going to be viral hits, but some of these people, they don't know what to do with it afterwards. You know, know your audience but also know where you want to go and have everything ready. So when that moment hits and everyone is like following you, you're able to keep providing and providing and providing and providing and build that into something. You know, if you make a hit, like I said, you make this hit. Um, another great example is Bella Porch. Now, Bella Porch, this is an example of somebody who basically did lip syncing. And she's like this cute girl, and she's uh, doing these like lip syncing things. I don't know. Um, but it took off. She became very popular to the point where she could not be ignored. And then the industry came in. They picked her up. They gave her some songs. They dressed her up really nice and made some videos. And I personally do like her music. Uh, I don't know if she's writing it. I'm going to look into that. But I do like her music. I like her look. I like what they're doing, but she's basically somebody who could not be ignored, and now she's doing this for a living, and she seems happy. Who knows? You know, you'd never know. Uh, another one is Blue the Tiger, who's a bass player. I watched her go from basically just doing bass videos to now she's touring, and she was on the cover of Bass Player Magazine, and... I, you know, I watched her go from basically nothing to bass player magazine cover model. Uh, it's really cool stuff. So you can do this on TikTok, but every one of those examples, every one of them, most of those videos real quick, they had a very specific thing they were doing. So in the case of Blue the Tiger, she's providing entertainment and 
watching her play bass. Everyone was really into that, and it became her making music and stuff like that. Uh, in the case of Bella Porch, she did really short videos. These were also always short, and they were always in front of your face. You were never like, oh, it's been six weeks and I haven't seen Bella Porch, or it's been six weeks and I haven't seen Blue the Tiger. You know, these are people who are always working hard, and you'll have to work hard too. So that is all I have to say about my year on TikTok. If you have any questions, find me on Instagram at James underscore Ippolitti. TikTok, it's at James Ippolitti or at Songwriting with James, and I'm on YouTube as well. And on Facebook at James Ippolitti Official. All right, peace.